Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, live in the horse capital of the world, and I have a special guest, co-host. Actually, I threw her straight under the bus at lunch today. We had a meeting, and I said, you know, you should co-host tonight. Jane Fazell is here with me in the studio. Jane, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Uh, Jane is actually a dressage rider. We had a wonderful chat uh, about dressage today at lunchtime, and I said, you know, you'd be a great guest co-host tonight because... We actually have the Gala of the Royal Horses here. We have Renee Gasser, better known to his friends as Sonny. Uh, he'll be joining us later in the show to talk about their incredible performance mm-hmm. that they do and their show that's coming up this weekend that everybody should be at. We've got a great show lineup though for you today. I'm going to start off with a little bit of uh, news from the horse world, especially connected here to the horse capital. Then we're going to be chatting to Dr. Hanafi from Peterson and Smith. We'll be talking a little bit about the concerns about laminitis at this time of year uh, that are certainly more prevalent in the fall and uh, we seem to see more cases and how that can be prevented and definitely recognized and treated as quickly as possible. Then we have a very exciting two segments with Karen Risley, who I'm absolutely green with envy because she's going to the Mongol Derby, something I've always wanted to do. And now she's going to inspire me to get uh, fit and get ready to do that, hopefully, in 2022. Uh, Then we're going to talk to Renee from the Gala of the Royal Horses and uh, that incredible performance and close it out with a phone call from Paulette Stout, a regular co-host on the show, who is at the Florida Horse Park getting ready to show this weekend in her dressage classes. So uh, we've got a great lineup for you, but let's start out with a little bit of news. The Sun Country Trailblazers Saddle Club uh, does the Alzheimer's fundraiser every year, and they're trying to be a little bit more creative with social distancing. It is much easier for us on horseback to social distance, of course you know. You don't want to be really cuddled up close to another horse on the trail. Uh, But they are actually encouraging people to spread these rides out, choose the location and distance they go, and get sponsors. And I believe last year they raised $14,000, and October 10th is actually the last, I believe, the last day uh, when they will uh, gather up the funds, and uh, hopefully they'll have raised a lot of money. They do encourage you to choose somebody uh, that you're riding for. In the case of Karen Krausner, who is uh, organizing this, she does this ride for her mother. Uh, So very, very important that we support that. And uh, if you're not a rider, perhaps you could make a donation and help this fund because it certainly is very, very important. And it's a very very sad situation for people who, uh, who have Alzheimer's. So whatever we can do to help them with that fund. Of course, this weekend is the Preakness, uh, the very strange Triple Crown uh, series this year, uh, all running at sort of different dates, and uh, it's, been a, it's been very different, running the Preakness right up to almost before the Breeders' Cup as a win and you're in for the Breeders' Cup. We've got some very exciting Ocala connections, a thousand words, uh, Florida bred, who uh, actually did rear in the paddock in the Derby and was scratched, but is going to run, and Humberto Gomez, great friend to the show, who is the exercise rider in Bob Baffert's barn, said he is feeling good. <laughs> and he didn't run in the derby, so he's had a little bit of a rest that Authentic didn't get because he ran and won, trained here by Eddie Woods at Eddie Woods Training Center. We love Authentic, and part owner is Spendthrift Farm, very good friend of mine, Ned Toffee of course runs that operation and we're very excited to see Authentic run again and I'm sure we'll do well. And then Swiss Skydiver, the girl in the scene, who might put all the boys to shame. We'll find out this weekend. It should be a very exciting race, ran with no spectators and I was almost a security guard (laughs) until I found out about the 14 day quarantine and I cannot be stuck in Baltimore, Maryland (laughs) for 14 days, that wouldn't work. The spirit of the American cowgirl is being showcased. The historic Fort Worth stockyards in Texas in November for the first ever K-12 
cowgirl gathering. I think that's kind of neat. Mm -hmm. The gathering aims to showcase spectacular, inspirational women from all walks of life who embody the spirit of the American cowgirl. This will be hosted by the American Paint Horse Association and is scheduled for November 13th to the 15th. I think that's kind of fun. I like that. Yeah, I think the spirit of the cowgirl is kind of a, a neat thing. After years of effort to reach the U.S. House floor, once there, the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Act won in a walkover. After passionate pleas for support of the bill from U.S. reps Paul Tonko, a New York Democrat, and Andy Barr, a Kentucky Republican, the bipartisan legislation that would see formation of the Horse Racing Anti-Doping and Medication Control Authority will oversee the sport's equine medication uh, and anti-doping policies and its drug testing was passed by a resounding voice vote with no opposition at all being audible. Mm. So that'll be, uh, I think, a great measure in the right direction um, for, uh, for horse racing. We want to see the integrity of the sport. I love the sport. I think mm -hmm. it's super exciting. Uh, I've been in so many of the barns, so many of the backsides of so many of the racetracks and seen the really good side uh, of racing and love it. I think it's super exciting. I've seen the care of the horses uh, in the barns I've been in. It's been exceptional. So seeing this uh, taken out of a questionable light and the integrity of the sport being maintained in the U.S. I think is super important. So I'm excited about that. Uh, this weekend, of course, there's great things going on at the Florida Horse Park. Um, we're going to have Paulette Stout with us later on to talk about that. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Laminitis is a really big concern, especially in the fall, for a lot of uh, horse owners who begin to worry. I remember growing up in England, mm -hmm. um, the fat ponies were the ones that were terribly at risk. And yep. of course, in England, the grass is extremely lush. Very uh, rich. A lot more, yes, a lot more so than here. And uh, we had a lot of concerns having to keep horses in the barns, um, not being able to let them out for uh, great lengths of time. And when I was doing my research a little bit on this, and I was interested to see that some people had made little tracks for ponies where they actually get exercise when they get turned out and they almost self-exercise, which was kind of neat. Um, and, and I like to see that. Uh, you know, I think people have to be very intentional at this time of year and you have to look out. For example, I have a miniature who can get fat looking at grass and uh, I have to watch him very carefully and start either putting the grazing muzzle on him or putting him uh, in a stall at least for about 12 or 13 hours a day at this time of year or he blows up like a balloon. So it is definitely a concern, something that we really need to be watch, watching for, especially for those easy keepers. And uh, we're going to have Peterson and Smith with us in the next segment. We're going to talk a little bit about the things that you need to look out for, um, concerns, uh, obviously prevention. Prevention. Yes, prevention, which you should be on already and thinking about already mm -hmm. uh, prior to having any problems. And just watching those little weight gains, especially in the ponies, uh, early on and catching it before it becomes a serious problem, sometimes irreversible. So coming back after the break, uh, we will have Dr. Amanda Hanafi with us. I'm going to talk about that. Uh, and then don't forget, we'll be on to the Mongol Derby. Very exciting uh, <laughs> after that. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> on the way up uh, in the elevator and before the show, I said to Jane, Really, I want to do it. I'm going to do it. And, and, and Jane's like, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. That's Genghis Khan kind of stuff. Yes, it is. It's, it's got a great history. It's got yes. a great history. It's got a great story, which we're going to talk about with Karen. Um, but it's got a great story behind mm -hmm. how it came to be. And just going and looking at the photos today, that both that Karen sent me and just going on the website, and looking at the photographs of the people participating in this. I mean, there were some that were like, you know, they were falling off. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a little paragraph at the end of the website, which I'm going to read to you, which is actually a little daunting, um, but makes it even more exciting. And uh, it, it's a sort of like, you know, it's risky business. It is. It's not a holiday. I'm just going to tell you, it's not a vacation. There's nothing out there. No, it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. So we're going to share that with you later in the show. So stay with us. We'll be right back with Dr. Amanda Hanafi in just a few minutes.
Welcome back to the second segment of the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with guest co-host Jane Frizzell. And joining us by phone, we have Dr. Amanda Hanafi from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Dr. Hanafi, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. We're going to talk a little bit about laminitis. Uh, first of all, for as I mentioned to you on the break, we have quite a few beginners that listen to the show. So if you can give us kind of a brief overview of what laminitis is. Maybe even tell us other things it's known as. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, laminitis is a condition of the feet. What occurs is the laminae within the feet become inflamed and that usually occurs when blood flow to the tissues has been disrupted. Um, the lamini are their vascular structures and they're layers of tissue in the, in the hoof that support the coffin bone within the hoof. And so whenever you have inflammation of this tissue, um, it becomes weaker. And if it's persistently inflamed, you can um, ultimately get rotation or sinking or even both of the coffin bone. And that can be very serious, of course. Yes, it sure can. Is, excuse me, is that the condition that we know as founder? Yes, when the it's bone also drops? Known as founder. And that may be a more common, commonly used term, yes. at least that I hear. A pony club kind yes. of term. Yes. yes, absolutely. Why is it, or at least appears to be, a lot more prevalent and more of a concern? At this time of year going into the fall and and autumn season? Often we'll see what we call a pasture-induced laminitis. Um, It's also known as grass founder. Um, That can be caused when certain susceptible horses are eating grass that contains a higher amount of sugar. Um, So that that definitely occurs in certain times of year um, and sometimes with changes in weather, Um, most often during the fall. And that just has to do with how the grass metabolizes sugars. And so when you have a horse that's eating uh, grass with a higher sugar content, that um, makes it more likely to develop laminitis. Um, Right. Now, obviously, it would be a very expensive undertaking to try to redo pastures in a different type of grass, but I'm sure there must be grasses that cause more, more likely to cause problems. I know in England, as I mentioned, earlier, you know, we have a lot richer grass than we do here, and it's a very big concern there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but we do, there are ways to manage your horse on a pasture, um, whether that's limiting their turnout time to the times when the grass is at its lowest sugar content. And typically, that's um, between late night and early morning. Mm. Um, also, if, you're, if they're out during the day, mm-hmm. we can put on a grazing muzzle, and that will definitely limit the intake of grass. I know I feel so Sad. mean when I do that to my mini. I know, I know. It's hard, but it's, it's necessary Little strands sometimes. can peek up. They do. He runs from me when he sees me with it. I have to have it behind my back. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, so prevention, obviously, keeping them off the grass, uh, you know, uh, definitely not allowing them on the grass 24 hours a day, possibly a grazing muzzle. Um, putting them in a stall for a certain number of hours a day, definitely in the hours of day when it's when there's more sugar content, obviously. Um, what should we look for for signs? When should we be concerned? Okay, the most often the sign that owners will first see is that they notice a lameness in their horse. Often when they're turning, um, it's sometimes described as walking on eggshells um, or can also be known as a sawhorse stance. So what you'll see is a horse will be rocked back. Um, if their front feet are affected, they'll rock back on their hind end. So it looks like they're just trying to take some of the weight off of their front end because it's a very painful condition. And so the less weight they have on their front feet, they're hoping to alleviate some of that pain. Um, sometimes you'll also see them shifting their front feet when they're standing too. Um, other signs can be they're your feet may feel hot um, when you um, palpate them, with your, feel them with your hands. So 
it's maybe a good idea to, you know, take a feel of your horse's feet just to kind of get an idea of what normal might feel like uh, in case point. you do very good. Yeah, see good. other signs. Yeah, very good point, because if you don't know what's normal, you might you might not recognize if there's heat. Is there, a, is exactly. there any change in their regular body temperature, or is it just the feet that heat up? Is there regular, oh. regular um, body temperature changes as well as the feet? Um, there are some conditions in which laminitis, horses are more susceptible to laminitis, in which they would also have a fever, um, but not necessarily. Um, any any other preventative uh, methods that you recommend, anything else that we should do? And then what should an owner do when they're waiting for the veterinarian to arrive? Absolutely. I think um, your vet is a wonderful resource. Um, so, you know, having your vet keep an eye on your horse, whether that's, you know, routine vaccinations or floating their teeth, you know, that's, that's always an opportunity for them to keep an eye on your horse um, that may be more where they may recognize conditions that might make them more susceptible, such as horses who have metabolic conditions, mm -hmm. such as Cushing's, you know, where they have like a excessive hair coat in the, you know, when they should have normally shedded it out. Or let's see, um, or just a horse that may be overweight. Uh, your veterinarian can help you develop a nutrition plan to keep them in their best form that might uh, reduce their likelihood of developing laminitis. Yes, that definitely um, makes sense. And I think that you probably would have to be a lot more cautious about an already overweight horse. Yes, yes. Because they're much um, more predisposed to mm -hmm. it, aren't they? Right, yes, yes, ma'am. Um, Anything else see. that you can think of? Um, what, ab what about, do a lot of owners try to check their horse's digital pulses themselves? And is that something that you recommend they know how to do? Yes, and, and next time your vet's out there, if you're not familiar with how to do that, it's not um, it's not always a telltale sign, but it's absolutely something, more information you can provide to your vet if you're concerned that that might um, be a problem. So yes, feeling their, their digital pulses um, can be an indication that um, there may be some abnormalities going on in their feet. It, can they feel that around the pastern or where on the hoof can someone feel the digital pulse? Uh, one of the best places is right on the right in the fetlock region. Fetlock. Um, anywhere the fetlock region or on the pastern if you can feel the arteries um, on either side but the medial and lateral side of the leg that's a good um, place to palpate the digital pulses. Wonderful information, Dr. Hanafi. We are at the end of this segment. Um, we covered it very well, very quickly. Thank you so much. We'd love to have you back on the show whenever you're available. Well, thanks so much. I'd be glad to join you again. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Dr. Hanafi from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. We are coming back after the break and we're adding a third person into the cast of the Horse Talk Show. We're going to be chatting to Karen Risley about the very <gasps> exciting Mongol Derby. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back. This show is presented by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the Horse Talk Show are not necessarily that of Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Larson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This show is brought to you in part by Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store proudly offering customer halters, race tack, whips, blinkers, belts, dog collars, and more. Tack Shack of Ocala, one-stop shopping for all your horse needs. Tack Shack of Ocala, 
You're in it to win it. Come on in and spin it at Tax Shack of Ocala's Spin for Your Discount Sale. You can win up to 50% off your entire purchase. That's right, up to 50% off. So come on in and spin at Tax Shack of Ocala, where the champions shop. The good stuff that you're after. Tax Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson & Smith Equine Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton. I have special guest host Jane Frizzell in here, filling in for Paulette Stout, uh, who is out at the Horse Park preparing for her show. And a very special guest that we have in the studio, I'm very excited to introduce, realtor and endurance rider, Karen Risley. Uh, Karen, welcome to the show. It's Thank lovely you. to have you here. Glad to be here. It's, uh, it's exciting. So we've been talking about the Mongol Derby. I'm terribly envious right now. Uh, <laughs> actually, her and her friend Tiffany, who just had to go because she is a vet veterinarian and has an emergency, uh, are both going to the Mongol Derby. But we're going to start talking about... What is the history of it? What both is it? Jane and I did a little homework because we were really fascinated by it. And it's an amazing story. It is. And uh, the founder, if I can just read this really quick because it's just funny the way he put it. The owner of the adventurous, he calls himself the brainchild of and chief idiot and self-described <laughs> lazy person Tom Morgan. Oh, uh, lazy is a UK-based company. He sounds awfully like the you. So, oh, like I me. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> just, just so you know. Just so you know. And it says he does two things very well: creating chaos-forward adventure races for a huge and devoted international tribe of motivated lunatics. That and using these races to raise money for charity over $11 million so far. Wow. My so, cup of tea. Yeah. Some chaos, some adventures, exactly. some fundraising. I love it. Yeah, I so think it's brilliant. It's uh, based loosely on the postal system of Genghis Khan. And um, a lot of people are concerned that the horses go 1,000 kilometers. No. Because it's 1,000 kilometers in 10 days or less. But each horse only goes 40 kilometers, which is a little over 20 miles. And so the horses are always fresh and the riders are always tired. Yes. Because we have to do, on average, 63 miles a day just to get through the race. The winners usually complete in about seven days. So is that two horses a day? No, usually you're going to be up to three, three horses three a day. to four stations. They're now, this is the longest and toughest horse race in the world. In the world, and it's, um, it has been certified that through the uh, uh, World Guinness Book of Records. And it's a decade since it began, right? It's ten, yes. ten years since mm -hmm. it began. Yep. Um, and so Genghis Khan, it was based on the postal transmission system, yes. right? So, so that was kind of what... That's how they it conquered the world. They were able to go for thousands of miles only. Over that's how days. empires were able to expand, exactly. is by this system of having horse stations right. set up. It's amazing. So what got you inspired to even apply to do this? Because there's an application process, It's right? an application process. There's usually over 2,000 applicants and only about 45 riders get wow. chosen worldwide. It's a worldwide uh, thing so uh, I had seen back in 2010 or 11 and then I met I broke my back <gasps> and you broke your back yes I broke my back and that was about five years ago and a young lady responded to an ad because my horse was fit it was endurance season she came and rode her name is Stevie Delahunt and uh, she had done the derby in 14 so I've been picking her brain ever since, and I swear I, I dream in Mongolian. I just fly across <laughs> the steps, that's what they're called. And uh, in the meantime, being an endurance rider, I was working with several people that have gone over the last two years, getting them ready because they apply with all dressage, or yeah. maybe they were fox hunters or eventers, and they didn't know too much about the endurance side of things. So I worked with uh, several riders over the last few years because I have a, a passel of horses that aren't necessarily, they are very well behaved sort of, kind of, but sometimes they bolt, sometimes they buck, 
Sometimes they do some other things. So they Sounds end up like being good derby horses. And uh, they, they comply most of the time, but sometimes they don't. So poor <laughs> Tiffany, who, who I was working with, was supposed to go to Mongol Derby 2020, which got canceled because of COVID. So I was to do 2021. Well, we decided to team up this coming year. So it's going to be, der they're going to do two derbies this coming year. Ah. 2020-ish and 2021. So we decided to, uh, to team up and uh, we're really looking forward to it. You stay with the families while you're there. You're, um, there's over 1,500 horses that are brought in for the ride with the, with the local families. And you stay with the local families and they work to um, keep the horses and us fed and and going because uh, we're just on board all day long 12 wow. 14 hours a day and what is what tack do you use they have a custom saddle yes. that comes with your entry fee that is designed for the ride it is it's a franco c it's made in south africa and it's a the horses are very short based. They're yeah. considered a horse. A lot of people don't know. They're pony sized. Mm -hmm. They're like they're twelve to thirteen hands. Looks like they're very up. spread. They're called a horse because of their bone density. Mm -hmm. They're they're classified as a horse. Interesting. Oh. And hmm. it's a very short back saddle. It's only uh, thirteen and a half, fourteen inches. And all the riders have to make weight and ride in that. The men, the women. Yep. And we can only carry eleven kilograms with us the whole time and, and what would that be water <laughs> well no the water itself doesn't count because okay. we have to come in under 185 kilos i think it is and uh, i hope I'm 85 kilos 85, 85 kilos sorry. 185 kilos sorry. <laughs> <laughs> i feel sorry for the pony right now <laughs> 85 kilos yeah so, okay. no that's cute it's okay i mean it was funny <laughs> That's a good I one. Get, so Hershey bar, <laughs> cell phone. Well, cell phones won't work out there. <laughs> cell phones won't work, but I'm going to bring mine because I want to take a lot of pictures. Uh, we have a GPS because we have to yes. navigate the whole course. Uh, we're just given uh, waypoints. So there's mountains, there's bogs, there's rivers, there's marmot holes, which some of these people tell me they're like hamster holes. You go across them and the whole ground just explodes underneath you. Oh, God. So flipping on the horse is a possibility. So another thing I did besides break my back was this year, it's very expensive to enter. And they take, they like, they just suck you dry as you go while you're paying for this. It's kind of like being behind on child support. <laughs> so I'm like, well, what can I do to make the money? So in March, I decided that if I broke my hip, Oh maybe I could get a sponsorship <laughs> from the appliance for in my hip. Hold so that thought, because we got the one minute line. We're going to come back with Karen, and we've got the rest of the story for you on the Horse Talk Show. I promise. Stay with us. <laughs> See, this show is sponsored in part by All In Removal. Like jockey and horse, shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally and are the green natural solution too. All In Removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. Great service, great quality and the green choice too. Like All In Removal on Facebook now or go to allinremoval.com for more information. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. Happy, healthy horses live in fly-free barns. 
Don't allow annoying flies and mosquitoes to cause disease and health issues getting between you and your horse's happiness and health. Get your fly misting system now from Acres Pest Control. With over 20 years of pest control experience, family owned, licensed and insured. Get your free inspection with Acres, the best for your acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. That's A-K-E-R-S, pestcontrol.com. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of old right. Yes. <laughs> Back on the second half of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor. Quick shout out for Pulse Center of Ocala, because we've been talking about broken body parts and aches and pains. <laughs> I have not made it there this week yet, and tomorrow is the day. Matt, I will be there, because it makes a difference to my life. and. Everybody I know that has tried Pulse Center of Ocala has had the same experience. Get there once or twice a week and it is life changing. People like Karen mm -hmm. should be there every day. <laughs> it certainly is life changing. Pulse Center of Ocala, especially for equestrians with all the aches and pains that we have. And one other quick mention so I don't forget. Tax Shack of Ocala is asking everybody to get their blankets in and start getting them washed ready. I know we don't think it's cold yet and the horses don't think it's cold yet, but it's coming because we are now officially in the fall and we're feeling the weather just starting to cool down quite a bit, especially at night. So don't wait until December and all take them in at once. Get it done now while you can. Their blanket wash is fantastic service, so um, get in there and get that done. So back to Karen and this wonderful adventure Jane and I have been learning all about. Now there's a little bit of training, right? Like the first few days? Yes. They take you out on the step? Yes. You start in the um, Ulaanbaatar in the capital and you get your beginning uh, classroom as far as how the race is going to be run. And then you go out to the step and you actually get to try the horses, you get to try your GPS and uh, sort through your gear and they don't really get you finally weighed until just before the race. And then so don't eat a lot when you get there. Don't eat a lot when you get there. <laughs> and the first segment that you go on, you're on the Nadam horses, which are the race horses. So you're shot out of a cannon in the beginning. I would not like that. And the very last segment, you're also back on the race horses because the race horses, the way they do their races there is children ride, they're light. So they take them out six kilometers, and then they let them go, and they head back. Some of these kids are riding bareback. Uh, they're all fantastic riders. They learn how to ride before they learn how to walk. So Amazing. Amazing. Now, you were talking about your broken hip yeah, when we so went to break. And broken to, back. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I decided to figure out I had to have a way to get some sponsorships here. So if I broke my hip, maybe I could get the appliance. <laughs> in my hip, that company to sponsor me. So I was working on a horse's foot and she stepped on me and she knocked my hip out of the socket, broke it off at the head of the femur and I ended up with a, I now have a fake hip. So I've got a total hip replacement. Those are meant to be good for riding though. Well, and I asked the doctor, I said, is this appliance gonna hold up to this? Because really I good. got a thousand kilometers to ride. And he said, yeah, it should. So I think I'm gonna go after that for a sponsorship. I mean. Come on. <laughs> you know, they should be able to yes. put up 10 grand, right? <laughs> At least. Is there, so. is there a prize for winning the Mongol Derby? Absolutely not. Nope. If you live, if you that's live, your prize. Yeah. That's you, your prize. They give you fermented mare's milk at the end. Mm. And vodka. And vodka. Lots of vodka. And I don't drink, so that's, you know, for me, it's just going to be some fermented mare's milk. Maybe some, some, you know, some caviar. Some so I saw that it was 11,375 pounds, I think. Or 11,000 and something pounds, which is like $15,000. Yes. And then you've got your traveling money yes. and, your, and your meals and, and your, um, 
your flight. Yes, and then we're also required to raise money for charity. Yes, they do give a portion to charity. They um, the Cool Earth Charity, yes, which is amazing to stop deforestation. They have the Cool Earth, and they have a new one this year that's going to help the families in Mongolia out on the steppe continue to uh, be herders like they are oh. because they're starting to have to come into the cities in order to make a living. So this is going to be even a nicer charity to raise money for to help these families have enough money carry on. to carry on the tradition. They're such unique, amazing horsemen. I they're know. Absolutely. And they're very I good to the wait. horses on very this yeah. journey, by the way. There's checks on the oh, way. Yeah. You're penalized. You can't carry on. There's all sorts of things. They, the vets mm -hmm. are all the way along the whole journey. Yeah, along the, the journey. Morin's Urtus, is that what it's Urtus, called? Urtus, yes. You go between the Urtus, which are the horse stations. And, and there's vets uh, there, I think. There's vets at each one, and you have to pulse down. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have to bring your horse in in good condition with no tack rubs, without being lame. And sometimes that's a little difficult because they call them step rockets, which means they bolt. So you <laughs> get on, and they bolt. They're literally out of sight, like in five seconds. <laughs> Or maybe your horse won't move, so it could be one or the other. But you are responsible for your horse, and you are penalized by uh, hours if your horse comes in lame or whatever. So I'm really looking forward to going there and just doing well by the horses and uh, and spending time with the families. I I grew up overseas and I lived all over the all over the world and traveled and and I haven't been able to do that in a few years, and I just can't wait. And what can we do? What can we do? We can help spread the word and help you get sponsors yes. and donations so you can go and represent Ocala, yes. Marion uh, County, in the Mongol Valley. And then I'm also, uh, if they'd rather just give to the charities, then I will send those links over to you and they can give directly to the charities also. Oh, wonderful. And both ways. It's such an incredible experience and I love what they're doing with it. The, helping the families to carry on this amazing tradition and um, and, uh, and I think that I read this more of an ethos than a rule the spirit of the Mongol Derby is grounded in old-fashioned adventure alongside pushing yourself to your physical and mental limits within the bounds of healthy sportsmanship and ensuring horse welfare the Derby attracts incredible riders from all over the world and sportsmanship and camaraderie are in the very fabric of the race I thought, how cool is that? Is I love cool. that they're, they're all about the horse and they're all about you pushing yourself. And then I read this. Your chances of being seriously injured or dying as a result of <laughs> taking part in this race are high. <laughs> Individuals who have taken a part in past adventurous adventures have been permanently disfigured, seriously disabled, and even lost their life. I still want to go. <laughs> I still want to go. But my husband did ask if my insurance was or in order and what the password was. Because <laughs> so, you know, you know, he doesn't know where any of the passwords are, but he wanted to make sure he knew where yes. that one was. So, you know, I tattooed it on the back of his neck in Greek oh, backwards. Good. Okay, very so. good. <laughs> Karen, we're at the end of this segment. I want to tell you, first of all, how proud we are of you. Uh, going and doing this. We're going to be following your adventures, supporting you and reaching out to help you get sponsors to Thank get this you. done. Thank I know you you're going me. to represent Ocala very well. Thank you. She's also a realtor, kicking back realty in her spare time when she's not getting horses ready to do incredible adventure yep. races. Full-time realtor. Full-time realtor, so mm -hmm. good job. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Karen. We'll be back in just a few minutes. We're going to switch it over to the Gala of the Royal Horses. Stay with us. The Equine Performance Center Ocala with numerous success stories and featuring the most advanced equine conditioning and rehab equipment available in the world today is striving to be the best in the nation. Find them on the web at epcrehab.com and like them on Facebook now. Acres Pest Control offers a variety of professional pest control services for farm owners, residential and commercial customers. Control pests, fire ants, mosquitoes, rodents and more. Also offering fly misting systems with speedy response, friendly service and effective pest control techniques. No contracts and affordable, effective pest control. Acres, A-K-E-R-S, is the best for your acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. 
This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to FeedDAC.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio. I have dressage rider, trainer, and guest co-host Jane Frizzell. And also joining us now, we have Renee Gassel from the Gala of the Royal Horses. By the way, one of my very favorite shows in the whole world. I absolutely love it. I think I've seen it probably 10 times. And every time I go and see it, I love it more. And there's something new. It's always exciting. So um, this is the poster, uh, and this is a wonderful local company uh, here in the horse capital that we love to support. And I know since COVID started, outdoor activities have become even more enticing to most people. So this is lovely because you're undercover, but you're outdoors, and our weather is just it's gorgeous. Renee, welcome back to the show. It's lovely to have you here. Oh, it's good to be back. Uh, we call him Sonny. Uh, <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the Gala of the Royal Horse. You've been doing this for a long time, haven't you? I've been doing it, well, my whole life. My parents and my grandparents have been doing the same thing, and we just love working with these magnificent horses. And just, you know, sometimes you forget how beautiful and how talented they are. And now we had that big bike, you know, they had a lot of paddock time. We still couldn't <laughs> fit, but once you wash them, they look really good. <laughs> It's amazing, right? It's funny how you've done that. Where did you learn your, where did you get your school? I originally learned in Switzerland and Germany, uh, my family. That's where I come from. So. I think she's so adjusting your mic. Keep okay, talking. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, so, but I've had teachers from Spain, from Hungary, from all over the world. I was lucky enough. My grandparents always used to bring trainers in and we got a lot of experience from everyone. even Mongolians. <laughs> even Mongolians, you yeah. mentioned you had Mongolian Yes, yeah, I employees. had uh, trick riders work for me from Mongolian. Really? Uh, yeah, and actually one of the yeah. boys is just doing the, you know the Mulan movie? Mm -hmm. He's the coordinator for the stumps and he's actually mm -hmm. in the movie. Uh, really? His name is Sukwe, yeah. Oh, that's all. Oh, that's wow. wonderful. Fantastic I've seen yeah. some of those, that riding in Holland mm -hmm. when they go around their touring and yeah. Amazing. Tell yes. us, tell us a little bit about the experience at the event that people have. What they get to see. How many different breeds of horses they get to see. Yes, yes. You get to see all the European horses. You know, of course, the world famous Lipizans, the beautiful Andalusians, Frisians, mm -hmm. Arabians, and we've got a new act now where we've got a quarter horse doing Western reining. <laughs> A challenging uh, dressage horse. So it's See, I told you something new every time. <laughs> People love it. People love it. You know, we have a bit of fun. So at the end, we switch riders. The cowboy goes onto the dressage horse. And oh, that's fun. Oh, I love ride. that. That's yes. good. That's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. We always love trying out new things and, you know, entertain the people. That's what we do. You know, we love to hear the audience go, wow, or yay, or. Now, your family are also part of this. Yes, yes, yes. Your uh, wife, Barbara, does a lot of the organization. That's correct. And then your son and daughter are also involved. Yes, they ride. Yes, so they're all in the show, and we've got ten riders all up and beautiful horses. And just, yeah, people just love to see those, what they've seen in movies, mm -hmm. and, and to actually see them that close up. You know, you can't beat life entertainment. It's right. true. Yes. Life horses, there's nothing, nothing better. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. Now, um, tell Through us, this has to be an incredible operation to put this many yeah, horses and riders together. It, how much time a week do you guys spend practicing and training for this? We, we practice seven days a week, so to speak. You know, maybe we have a day off each, but you know, horses, you... Yeah. 
You can't have a day off, really, can you? <laughs> oh, no, never. Not even Christmas. <laughs> we take turns maybe on Sundays, you know. <laughs> Somebody and, uh, gets yeah. to sleep in for an extra half the an hour. The thing is, we're all enthusiastic. We're all having fun doing it, you know. It's a long time ago I made my mind up. If I have people work with us that don't enjoy what they're doing, lock the gate behind you on the way out. Right. I want people who enjoy what they're doing. You can't have every day a happy day, you know. Right. right. We, we just love the challenge. And, and, and now every time somebody tries something new, we're all there watching it. Hoping, <laughs> 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 yeah. Now, this Sunday, you have your, your first show, really, since the whole COVID thing happened. Correct, correct. Um, and that is going to be at Peninsula Farm. Peninsula at yes. 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And, yeah, the weather looks great. And we're all covered. And the horses are feeling Good. The green grass coming, you know, <laughs> extra sugar. <laughs> <laughs> They've had a little bit of time off. Um, the grass is a bit more sugary and the weather's a bit cool, so it should be fun, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always, always something. Now, one of the things I've always loved about your show, and I, I don't know if you're still doing this part, but there's a part sort of about halfway where you actually talk to the audience about what you're doing. Yeah, at the training session, so people can see the why we tying the horses. And uh, the tining we go goes back hundreds of mm -hmm. years, the way we do a dressage tining. But then we also do, also like to do stunts, you know, because it's entertainment. If we do two hours of pure dressage, early people like yourself and <laughs> myself will enjoy it, and the rest will be going. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, my daughter does Roman riding on two beautiful Frisians. Wow. Uh, we've got horses walking on their back legs, doing the ears above the ground, of course, the, from Vienna which people always love. Yeah. Wow. As a dressage writer, you'd have to be impressed. I am. Me. I am very impressed. Well, um, Jane, I'm going to give you a ticket. Thank you. So that you can come on Sunday. And to get tickets, you can go. On, people can go online? Yes, people can go online. And there also is a phone number they can call if they want directly to directly yeah, and get some more information. Such an incredible show. I have been blown away every time I've seen it, and I, I don't think anyone can see it too much. Uh, it's one of those things that, um, you know those great movies that you've watched like 10 times? Braveheart yeah. is one I think of that Arn. you've watched so many times, and you can keep watching it, and you love it more every time you watch it because you're like, you see something different that maybe you miss. You were sitting at a different angle, and you go, oh, I don't know if I saw that last time. That's amazing. As a horse person, I'm amazed. So I think about the audience that you obviously attract some non-horse people who have to go, I can't even make my dog do that, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's really, it's, my, it's so impressive, yeah, We honestly. get a lot of seniors um, who traveled, you know, they went mm -hmm. to Vienna or they always wanted to see those magnificent horses. So, yeah, it's, it's always good. It's always good. We always have a good response and people love it when those horses come out. I love what oh, you do. A special I love what you do. It's amazing. So if you don't already have your tickets for the gala of the Royal Horses this Sunday, and you haven't been out much in the last six months or so and done a whole lot, now is the time to get your tickets. Incredibly reasonable. The best experience you will be absolutely, as we say in England, gobsmacked. Renee Gasser, thank you for joining us again. Pleasure. The gala you. of the Royal Horses. This Sunday, 4 o'clock, Peninsula Farm, and that is on North 441. Get your tickets now. I think they're going to sell out fast. We'll be back on the Horse Talk Show in just a minute. Stay with us. This show is brought to you and bought by Horse Boxes USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxes USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tax Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. 
This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the final segment of the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton. In the studio, I have special guest co-host, Jane Frizzell. Just came in and just tried it out today. Thank you for, for the having first me. time. <laughs> Had to jump in for Paulette. And um, I've got Renee Gasser here. We've been talking about the Gala of the Royal Horses. Honestly, we've had some incredible guests on the show today. And to end the show, last but not least, we have Paulette Stout joining us by phone. Paulette, how is it going? Tell us about your weekend. I know you have a, uh, a very busy weekend. Yes, Louisa, miss you on the talk show, but couldn't make it. It's been busy. I'm getting ready for the regionals. It's regional three um, that uh, down at the Florida Horse Park. I'm going to pull my trailer over on the side of the road so I don't lose you. Because <laughs> there's cars behind me and they're probably wondering what the heck is she doing. We have real horse people on yes, the show. That's just exactly saying. what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's it's about 560 horses that are entered um, down there. It's, you know, all breeds. And, and mostly, of course, you see a lot of the warm bloods and the Spanish horses and the crosses. But, you know, all levels from training level to Grand Prix. There's about eight arenas set up, um, three on one side and about four on the other. They used all of their special footing arenas. Um, there's tents set up to be able to... Uh, house the overflow of horses to be able to have the amount of you know stalls that are needed to house this event but it's region it three and it's usdf uscf sanctioned so it's a championship show and and everybody was down there and on their horses and you know desensitizing and exercising and training so it was a uh, you know a lot of people out and about so what horse are you competing on well, it's one of Gigi Oz, the wizard's uh, daughters. It's a three-year-old that I've been training, and she um, it's her first year of showing. They have to be 36 months old, and she was 36 months old April 21st. So I started soon after that, I think in June, where I started training level, and I finished her all-breed scores, um, and she is champion right now in training level for all-breeds with the GBHS. And she's actually ranked nationally in the top i think the top 10 so for vintage that means you're over 50. oh yay (laughs) (laughs) there you go and um and she so after that but she did so well i did i actually qualified for regionals in the first shot you know where i had to get you know being open i had to have a a fairly high score which was a 67 and for a three-year-old going out for first shows to score like that that was pretty impressive so i was pretty happy about that and so instead of you know i I didn't want to go back and ruin my scores and training level for all breeds so i just went into first level and the next thing you know i have all breeds champion in first level for the gbhs and she's ranked um nationally with vintage in the open professionals so and qualified to be able to do the championship class at regionals so it's really for her um because there's so much going on down there and so much to see because there's vendors and there's tents and there's there's a lot of commotion a lot of things going on it's really good training it's expensive but since she earned being able to go there there's no reason not to show that's so that's right. what yeah. So what days do you compete on so I can come and watch? 
Well, tomorrow my training level three test will be at two thirty-six. Okay. And she'll stay there, and I'll work with her throughout the the few days. And on Sunday, then she will ride her first level test three. I think it's two twenty on Sunday. Good. As long as I can watch it and still make it to the gala of the royal horses, I'm fine. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I'll be afternoon. horsing around all afternoon on Sunday. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So what, what, what are you doing to prepare her for some of these things that are, you know, she's not used to seeing every day? Are you doing a lot of desensitizing? Well, you know, you really train for this from the very beginning because you know your goal that if you qualified for regionals, you know it's going to be busy. So you're always increasing what they're seeing and and around and you go to shows you go to different areas you know you do a lot of walking you do a lot of riding around just showing them things spending a lot of time i always say ride slower longer but that doesn't mean necessarily speed that means just staying at something for a period of time where they just become a little bit more dead or a little bit more relaxed about it and so just showing them one time saying instead of spending 30 minutes you might spend 45 minutes at something and and that really helps you know get get their brain settled and just relax and once they start to relax and they think it's not a big deal so you're always tapping into that relaxation relaxation no big deal you know trust your rider go forward trust your rider and that's really what you want to teach these horses so when you when you know when I went down there I was a little bit oh my god there's too much going on you yeah I was like holy crap I don't know what she's gonna do but since a lot of the shows were down there I knew she was accustomed to the barn and the surroundings so so now you're just adding more it isn't like going somewhere totally new and then seeing it which would be like a real overload she already was accustomed to that place a little bit which I knew would be that's why I'm I'm doing the regionals this year, but then adding the tents and the, you know, the vendors and more horses and more arenas was just adding a little bit more to what she was used to. So if I, when I tacked her up and I went to ride her, if she didn't settle right away, I might've gotten off her and walked her, but she settled into it really well. And I just walked past a lot of stuff and walked and walked and walked and then worked in the arena that um, I probably will be doing my test in tomorrow, ring two, and, and just showing her the flowers that weren't there before and the new judges stands that weren't there before because they usually have two to three judges per ring. And even if two judges are judging you, that other booth is faced the other way judging another ring. So there's a lot of commotion going on even when you're competing. Paula, so, we only have one minute left. That absolutely flew by so quickly, but we all want to wish you the very best of luck. You know I'm going to come and find you at the Florida Horse Park, which is an absolutely incredible first-class facility. So we wish you yeah. all the best. Uh, like well, to, like so to see you win. Yeah, love you. <laughs> love you love too. You we miss you this week. What a fantastic bunch of guests we had on this show covering so much of what's going on here in the horse capital of the world. Whether you were in Ocala, Marion County, Florida or not, happy horsing around until the same time next week.